You're listening to a message from Victory. Join us as we dive into the book of Romans to understand more about the power of the gospel in our series, The Gospel Explained. It reminded me of a scripture in John chapter 16, 33, that tells us, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have tribulation, but you can take heart. I have overcome the world. Today, as we come in a place of worship, we believe that the strength that we have to go through whatever circumstance, whatever tribulation, doesn't come from our own strength, but it comes from the Lord. And I believe this is a moment for us to find peace in God, to find peace in and through His Word. And as we respond in worship, we're saying, God, we're fully trusting you. We're fully giving our lives to you and completely surrendering everything that is controllable, everything that is uncontrollable to you, O oh God. Lord, we thank you, God, for this moment of worship. As we respond today, Lord, to the prompting of your spirit, not to move in fear, but to move in faith. Lord, we realize that this, the strength to do so, it does not come from ourselves, but it comes from you. So Holy Spirit, we thank you that as, even as we are worshiping today and as we are hearing your word, we thank you, God, that you are speaking into our hearts, affirming us, bringing peace to our troubled souls and reminding us those words that you spoke to your disciples 2,000 years ago, that though there may be trouble and tribulation today, we can take heart, we can be of courage because you have overcome the world. So as we worship, we surrender all of this to you and we set our sights on you who has overcome the world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hello everybody, hello Victory Katipunan family. This is really a brand new way, we're not used to this, but I'm just so glad we can find ways to come together when we can't come together physically in Regis or in GP, I'm glad that we have this opportunity to do church together. And part of doing church, we realize that worship is not just through song, but worship can be, is also through worshiping through the word, hearing the word, hearing God's voice through the word, and responding to God's word in our lives. And I want to encourage all of us as we're listening in that this is only a momentary thing. Face-to-face -face, uh, interaction is the way to go. We will never replace online or podcast for what we do face-to-face -face every Sunday. So we're praying as we respond with wisdom that we can come back together once again and worship together, fellowship with one another, and pray for each other face-to-face. And we have started a, a series last week entitled Gospel Explained. And Pastor Manny preached a powerful message last week. And today we're going to take on the second part to that series that I hope will encourage each and every one of you. Our text today is found in Romans chapter 1, verse 13 to 17. I do not want you to be aware, brothers, that I have often intended to come to you but thus far have been prevented, in order that I may reap some harvest among you, as well as among the 
rest of the Gentiles. I am under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. So I am eager to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome. You know, Paul himself, as he was writing this, he was writing to an audience in Rome, a church that he hasn't met yet. And he was saying here, I am so eager to impart gift to you and impart an understanding of the gospel. And he was prevented at that point when he was, he was writing this. But I realize that many of us are prevented at this point to do face-to-face -face impartation, face-to-face -face teaching and preaching of the gospel. But what a wonderful opportunity through this way. Exciting because, I'm so excited because we're not prevented and we can still continue all that we're doing and my hope is, and I'm excited that you can get to do this with your friends and families, whether in your home or abroad, just like my sisters who are responding to some of these online messaging that we're doing. I'm able to go into, you know, uh, not just here in the Philippines, but abroad to different parts of the country to share the message of the gospel. And that's why Paul was so eager to do so. And as we look into the scripture, just a quick background to this text. See, like what I said, Paul was writing this to Rome. And he intended to visit the church on his way to Rome. And he was hoping to establish a base of operations there in Rome to pioneer the work to other parts of Spain. Paul did not establish the church there, nor had he ever been there. But he was eager to come and impart that gift to them. You see... As Paul was giving an impartation of the gospel, an understanding of the gospel, he wanted to help the Romans, his listeners, understand that the gospel is sent the central part of the message and Jesus being the center of the gospel. You see, the gospel is not a new system, not new ethics, not a theory, not a philosophy, it is good news that impact history and eternity. So Paul describes the gospel in the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, this way. Number one, the gospel is the power of God for salvation. He said it this way, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for the salvation for everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I like how Pastor Rice puts it in his definition of the gospel. He says, the gospel is the good news that God became man in Jesus. He lived the life we should have lived and died the death we should have died in our place. Three days later, he rose from the dead, proving that he is the Son of God and offering the gift of salvation and forgiveness of sins to anyone who repents and believes in him that's the gospel that's the good news that's the good news that i received many years ago that's the good news that i received and continue to understand and continue to preach to myself and read over and over again understand over and over again each and every day of my life because as much as the gospel was good news from the beginning 2000 years ago it is timeless and it continues to be good news each and every day. And I believe that this is the kind of good news we need to hear today as we, are, we have been bombarded 
with a lot of bad news. It's time to hear more good news. I'm not saying don't listen to the news, don't be aware or avoid, but I believe we need to balance or overwhelm the other stuff with more good news. You see, this message of the gospel, as Paul describes it, is God's power. And, and, and the word power there, in the original word, means dunamis or dynamis. And it says here in the Discovery Bible, ability to perform for the believer. Power to achieve through the Lord's inherent ability. So when we think about this, when we talk about the gospel, why is it good news? It's good news for salvation, but we see here that there's power, inherent power available for us to actually fulfill and perform as a believer so that we would attain good news. So again, this power is not coming from us, but it is power that comes from the Lord. It is power through God's ability. And this is... This ability is needed in every scene of life to really grow in sanctification and prepare for heaven. So church, listeners out there, I want us to think about that for a moment. This power is available to us. My question is, have you tasted of this power? Have you experienced this power? This power is not just something that we need to hear or read or know we're full of knowledge we're full of a lot of things information but my question is have you gone beyond knowledge have you gone just beyond knowing the good news but experienced it for yourself i can remember many many years ago there is this very famous peanut butter uh, that came from the u.s and it's the cookie butter and at the very beginning, I would only hear about this cookie butter. People would, would talk about it. They say, it's so good. You've never tasted anything like this before. And, and as much as I would hear people's experiences, their knowledge of this peanut butter, I am just so curious as to what it really actually tastes. In fact, it, uh, all the more my curiosity got sparked when I heard that uh, this particular cookie butter was going out of stock and people were filling up balik bayan boxes from the states just to send them here so that their relatives and friends could experience that cookie butter and i realized that after opening that first bottle finally i got one and when i opened it and tasted it for myself i agreed it is really good and it's something that i've never experienced before and then afterwards i would even share that to my friends, my family, and to others that have not tried it before. You see, the gospel is like that. We may not know it, but if we haven't experienced its goodness, you will never really know the impact that it can create in your life, more than cookie butter, more than anything else that we have ever experienced. The gospel can transform your life as much as it has transformed my life it can transform your life. And it's changing my life up until today. It changes my situation, the way I respond to fear, the way I respond to situations such as this. I go to the good news. I realize I have power. I have the power of God, the good news, so that I can have peace. 
so that I can fully understand what I have in Christ, the transforming power that transforms my, my heart, my soul, and the relationships that I have around me. You may be facing uh, a, a problematic uh, situation at home, maybe with, among your family members. You see, the gospel first transforms us, then it transforms other people. Let us first live it out in our lives and let's encourage others. By living it out, they'll see the impact of the gospel and they themselves would want to live it out themselves as well. Second point, the gospel is the righteousness of God revealed. Verse 17 tells us, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. See, the emphasis of the gospel is this. Not only is it good news, but what makes it good news is that there is this righteousness that is revealed through the gospel. It was hidden before, but now it is revealed, uncovered for us to see and appreciate. Most, most of my life growing up, one of the things that I thought about righteousness was a righteousness that I had to work for. It was a kind of righteousness that would enable me to gain favor with God. But this righteousness that was revealed here in Romans, and that's why Paul was so eager to share it. Though he was a religious man himself, and he, he was perfect in religious you know, laws and, 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 and attaining these laws, he was so excited to see that though he had all that, it was nothing compared to the good news that God has given him. An assurance of righteousness that comes from Jesus Christ. That all we need to do is to believe in him, in the gospel, in what he did for us on the cross, and that would be more than enough for you and me. So the emphasis, most of the time when we talk about the Bible is salvation history, but not many times do we emphasize God's intervention in history? He invaded history. He disrupted history with the good news. You see, left to ourselves, as we will see in the following messages in the preaching series, upcoming preaching series, we will see that left to ourselves, we are destined to destruction. But thanks be to God, He gives us not just bad news, but good news as well. The good news is if we believe in Him, we have this righteousness in our lives as well. See, the highlight in Romans that Paul talks about here is God's covenant faithfulness has been revealed. Paul established the gospel upon two things concerning Christ. First, that Jesus was the fulfillment of the promise of God for the Christ, Messiah, who would rescue his people through his lineage from David and ultimately Abraham. God's faithfulness is revealed through the gospel. And it, it, it just encourages us today. We are inspired by it. But all the more, we're filled with hope that this righteousness does not have to be through self-effort, but through the faithfulness of God to his covenant. Now belongs to us through Christ. You see, so now 
more than this virus has disrupted history. God's gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the righteousness of God has disrupted history. And today we are encouraged, we are filled with hope that though there are disruptions like potential wars breaking out, forest fires that we heard in early part of the year in Australia, the Taal volcano here in the Philippines, some of us still mourning the death of Kobe Bryant, suicides happening even at our doorsteps, COVID-19 disrupting our lives, disrupting history. We are excited to remember and be reminded today that the greatest disruption, invasion in the world was the good news that the righteousness of God is fulfilled through the covenant faithfulness of God through His Son, Jesus Christ. We see that many Christians in China, specifically in Wuhan, were so excited to reveal this good news to the people that even when there was a lockdown, they went onto the streets and proclaimed with megaphones this good news. I don't know about you, you know, this kind of good news, you can't keep to yourself. You're just going to explode in, in, in just so much, uh, you know, excitement and desire to let everyone know that this, this good news is available to us today through Christ. Paul describes the gospel in Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17 in this way. The gospel is the power of God for salvation the gospel is the righteousness of God revealed. And lastly, the gospel is the faithfulness of God received. Verse 17 tells us once again, for it is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. So just to make it clear, the burden of righteousness doesn't fall on us for salvation. But at the same time, the burden to believe or faith doesn't fall on us as well. If you do a word study, and the word faith in the Discovery Bible, I saw there that faith is always received by believers, and it is never self-generated. Faith is always a gift to be received. It is a work of God from the moment on con of conversion to the end of God's transforming work in our lives that we call sanctification. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4 tells this tells us this, but the righteous shall live by his faith. Is it about your faith? No, it's about his faith. Galatians chapter 2:20 says this, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I want to point out there the scripture that says, in the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. Our faith is not dependent on ourselves. It is dependent on him. And it is to be received. Even faith is to be received by us. It is the righteousness of God and it is His faithfulness. And all we can do is respond. So this disruption is, is not just about the virus, 
but the disruption that God came in to deliver this message to be received by faith. And this faith in itself is a gift from God that we receive today. And there are so many through history transformed by this very teaching, like Augustine, John Wesley, Martin Luther. And they stood by this phrase, this statement, the righteous shall live by faith. As a conclusion, we said earlier, the gospel is the power of God for salvation. The gospel is the righteousness of God revealed. And the gospel is the faithfulness of God received. As we end, I want to tell you the story about what happened to me recently. There was a major disruption that happened in my life, in my family's life. And for some of you who haven't been seeing me during Sunday service, one great disruption that happened in my life was when I found out during my ECG, after my ECG, that I have this precondition in my heart and it would cause this uh, uh, disruption in my heart heartbeat, which would cause fa a fast heart rate, and it would oftentimes cause uh, shortness of breath, and, and uh, at times feel dizziness, and so on and so forth. And so just to make sure, uh, I went, underwent some tests, I w underwent a scan to, to sort of rule out heart disease and any problems in the heart. And as much as this was bad news, one thing I realized during that time was I was helpless, I was powerless. I felt like, and you know that at times when you feel powerless yourself, in times when it's about your health, finances, sometimes maybe it's a situation in your relationships, feeling powerless to act, feeling powerless to solve the problem. That was me. I can remember going through that scanner and having my arms up and feeling powerless, feeling powerless to bring a solution to my problem. The doctors didn't know exactly what medicines to give at that time or what treatment had to be given. But thanks be to God, after going through the scan, going through all the tests, good news came. The good news was I'm healthy, no need for medication, no need for any intervention. That was really good news for me. And as much as the good news, the bad news, I didn't have any control over it. I didn't even have control over the good news myself. It came from the doctor. It came from the results. Today, as much as we don't have any good uh, control over bad news that may come in our life, crisis that would come, we don't have control over the good news as well. But thanks be to God, there is one who took control of our bad news. There was someone who took control 2,000 years ago of the good news. That's Jesus Christ. And the good news is this, that this righteousness is not just something that we need to work for, but it is something that He has worked for. The good news is this righteousness is not a burden for us to, to try to achieve and to muster up the faith so that we can have this righteousness that will ultimately bring us right standing with God. But this righteousness is to be received through faith. And this faith, it is like a gift to you and me to be received today. And that's where it all begins, but it doesn't end there. 
because there's the same righteousness and faith that we can apply in everything, in our relationships, in the trouble that we're facing today. It, it, is, it is His righteousness and faith in the Son of God, His covenant, His faithfulness that will not fail us. We can lean on that today. Why don't we pray? Father, we thank You, Lord God, as we come to a close in this time of hearing the message. Lord, we thank You, Lord, that our salvation is not dependent on ourselves, that we can put our full trust on the finished work of Jesus Christ and the cross by fulfilling the covenantal promises from Abraham. And Lord, now it belongs to you and me, to us, through Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you today, Lord, that this salvation is available to, to us by faith. And through the grace of God, we can be saved today. So Lord, thank you, God, that if you're here today, you're listening in, and you want that assurance and to be released of the burden of salvation, having to save yourselves, pray with me this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, we thank you, God, for the salvation that we have through Christ, through the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, that through Christ, living the life that we should have lived and dying the death we should have died, three days later, he rose again from the dead, proving that he was the Son of God. And today, as we ask for forgiveness and as we receive forgiveness and turn away from our sins, we receive this righteousness that comes from faith in your finished work. So, Lord, today we receive it by faith. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that the Holy Spirit is now bringing regeneration, transformation in our hearts through your work in Jesus' name. And for many of us here today hearing this good news, I want to encourage you not to keep the good news to yourself, but let the good news out. Get on social media, go to streaming. Even I am not used to it. I'm the shy type. But I want the good news to be known in a season where there's just so much bad news happening all around us. And just like Paul was eager to share the good news, I want to exhort you all to be eager to share this good news to everyone as well. And if you're listening in, make sure to, if you have prayer requests, to send your prayer requests to us. I believe there's going to be a link provided for you We'll make sure to pray for you, to stand with you uh, during this time. And so, God bless you all. Thank you for listening. We hope you were encouraged by the message. For more podcasts and updates, and to give online, visit victory.org.ph or download the Victory app.